Welcome to Worth Your Wild, the podcast that takes you on a thrilling journey of self-discovery and purposeful living. Join us for a raw, unfiltered, and unapologetic exploration of what it truly means to live life with intention and passion. In each episode, we dive deep into the uncharted waters of life's most provocative and captivating aspects, embracing vulnerability, transparency, and the pursuit of pleasure as we unapologetically own our unique paths. Discover the beauty in breaking free from societal norms and boldly claiming your desires. So whether you're on the edge of a personal transformation or seeking inspiration to embrace your true self, Worth Your Wild is here to empower you to live life on your own terms. Get ready for a wild, captivating, and purpose-driven ride that's worth every moment. Subscribe today and let's embark on this extraordinary adventure together. Hello, uh, welcome back. We are on episode number two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so lighting's slightly better this time, still working on it. <laughs> still a work in progress, but thank you to everyone who tuned into episode one to learn a little bit about us and why we're here. And we're excited to be back um, for episode two. Yes, so this one is going to be, uh, it's titled Wild and Wise not but wise. And I think there's like a reason for the and and not the but. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it's really just about us um, exploring how we've come to find or are still finding our wild, um, but in a wise way. Right. No crazy rushing into wildness, um, but being smart about it. Right. Right. And I think like to define what wild means for us, or at least for me, I can define what it means for me. And it really is just taking all of the conditioning from society and um, institutions away and figuring out, doing the work to figure out who am I? Stripped of all of anybody else's expectations, who am I? What do I want for myself? And then making it happen. Definitely. Yeah. Taking those expectations, people's pressures, um, wild, I guess another word would be authenticity. So figuring out how to live in our own authentic state of being and what does that mean and how do we get there? And, you know, like, I'm just thinking as we're talking about this, we had kind of prepped for, for this podcast a little bit, and this hadn't even crossed my mind until just now um, when we were talking, but for me, like my childhood was, um, hmm, <laughs> was rough. Um, I grew up in a household where I couldn't be myself. I had to be a very perfect version um, of myself to get love. And that has carried with me into adulthood. And it really, as an adult, then once I finally had this like you know, crisis of sorts where it's like, who am I? What do I want? Do I want to be in this marriage? Is this relationship good for me? Is this job what I want to be doing? Is this where I want to be living? Is this how I want to raise my kids? All of these things, I honestly didn't know the answer. <laughs> I didn't know the answer because I didn't know myself because I'd spent my whole life living my life to please other people. Right. At my childhood was, I would say, different 
largely because from my parents, I very much had a loving home. Um, but my pressures, I think, were a little bit different. Um, they were external more so um, from a pretty strict religious upbringing where, you know, you have to check certain boxes or you are considered good if you are, you know, checking certain boxes. So similar pressure just from, I guess, different sources for mm -hmm. us. Um, and it's taken me, I mean, I'm 45, so it's taken me some time to figure out how, and I, I'm, I'm not done. I'm still working no, through yeah. a lot of, a lot of that, um, and what that means for me in my life and how that resonates now. But, um, it is, you know, that authenticity is something that we have to get to because we can't have adventure and joy and are wild if we are constantly living for whatever those external pressures are. And that, I, that process to find your authentic self is often, I think, really um, painful and hard. And my, um, I actually had, had dinner with a friend a couple months ago, and she tells it like it is. And she was basically saying, she's like, I don't think, I think you still don't fully know who you are and what you want. And I was like, oh, I made so much progress, I feel like, you know. Um, I don't think I, I mean, I'm leaps and bounds beyond where I was even just a year ago, I would say. But um, yeah, I don't think we're ever completely there. I don't think it's yeah. necessarily a destination. It's a, it's a process and it's probably continually evolving, right? I and mean, well, yeah, and I think it's, it's, what's painful about it is realizing that you don't actually know yourself. Like what we're in our forties, <laughs> we're in our forties. And like, how do we not know ourselves? And I would say like, for me, this process of first identifying that this is the reality because, you know, I was just living my life, not even realizing that I didn't know myself thinking I did right. Doing all the things yeah. we briefly talked about this, um, in the, the first podcast where it's like, okay, I got all my degrees. I got my, my kids, my house, my career. And, um, and I thought that's what I wanted. I thought, I don't know why I thought that's what I wanted. I've been told that's what I should that's do. Wanted, yeah. And, um, and then realizing, oh, fuck, you know, so like for me, the catalyst for examining this and realizing maybe this isn't what I want is um my uncle well i had mentioned in the first podcast my dad died when i was 18 so i had this ah uh, you know like life can be short and then um my uncle passed away um how many years ago was that now six or seven um and that was the the catalyst for me because he was so young um, my dad was 51 he my uncle was 59 when he passed and um my ex-husband now but husband at the time had just returned from deployment to Afghanistan. He was gone for almost a year. And um, I was in my PhD program with two little kids. And I remember like when my uncle passed, I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? What am I doing? Those I don't aha think moments yes. right, of like you wake up like, how am I here? How did how is this my life? And right. And now what do I do? It was, it was like the wool had been taken off and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. how did I get here? Yeah. How did I get here? And I felt kind of trapped. 
because, you know, those are all really big things. Marriage, you know, house, career, like you just, you can't just be like, well, I don't know. I think that's not what I want now. Yeah. <laughs> like, Walk I'm, away, burn I'm it all just, down. Yeah. There's I, other people involved. So it's not really like cut and dry, right? It, it's not cut and dry. And it's extremely painful to think that everything you worked for and put so much time and effort and emotion and energy and all of that maybe isn't what you want. Isn't what you wanted. Okay. So let's dive into your story a little bit. So a theme, a common theme between us has been divorce. Hers was, I, well, I've had multiple, but um, my first one was a while ago. We'll go into that one later probably, but um, let's talk about yours because that's how you really found your wild. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was, um, it was first probably getting out of the career piece. I think that uh, was my first big shift. I had been questioning the, the marriage for quite some time. Um, and also during the time that I was realizing I wanted a career shift as well. So we, when, um, gosh, it was maybe a, it was a year and a half after my husband got back from Afghanistan that we decided, or I, I pushed, <laughs> I encouraged and suggested that we um, sell everything and move on to a sailboat. <laughs> um, That's wild. That is wild. <laughs> it is wild. And I look back on it now and I use those words. I'm like, wow, that was wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, I needed, it, it was like, I felt in my body, there wasn't another option. I had to make a huge shift. Um, otherwise I was going to be in this life forever where I had my minivan and I was shuttling my kids early in the morning, stressed out, trying to get them all out the door to my job that I did not enjoy at the university back and then schlep everyone home to a husband who is depressed and not happy and um, a relationship dinner, that's struggling, make dinner, do all the things. Roll. So we can pay for my mortgage of the beautiful house that we built. It was beautiful, you know, yeah. and, um, and then do it all over again. And I was just like, there is, I can't, I cannot, my, there was no option to continue in that for me. And so. Um, I think that, that right there, I think is the point of the wise, the wild, but wise. <laughs> like you have to know that, Point where you can't sit in this place anymore. Like you have to be in tune with your mind enough to know that you've reached that point. Like, yeah, a lot has gone into building this life, cultivating where we're at, but my brain is telling me that this is not, it, this is not going to work. So yeah. What now? Brain and body. I honestly feel like it was like my, I could feel it in my body that I couldn't I couldn't keep going with that. And I think the realization, because I will tell you at the beginning, when I started to feel this way, if in my head, I was like, okay, yeah, we've got to do something different. And then I was like, well, we can't, we just built this house and we have this mortgage and we like, what are we going to do? You're like, we can't do something. Yeah. And, and even I wasn't even thinking anything radically different because nothing radically different have been presented to me. And I really only did things that were presented to me as options, you know, that seemed like legitimate options. And, um, you know, Pat, my, my ex-husband had come home from work one day and he was, you know, not happy. And I had told him 
please just research something you think you might enjoy doing like every day and let's try to find something to make you happier. And he came home and he said, I don't know. Like, I just wish we could sail the world. And he did not mean it. He, we didn't know how to sail. We grew up in Arizona. Um, but I latched onto that because it was an option presented to me where I'm like, that's interesting. You know, I wonder if that's a thing. And, um, and it was, it was a thing that people do and, and did. And, um, so yeah, within six months I pushed it and that is me. I am kind of a, not, I wouldn't say impulsive, but like once I make a decision, it's happening. Make it happen. Yeah. (laughs) It's happening. And I don't know how it's going to happen, but it it is happening for sure. So, um, but, and that sort of, I think was also a bit of a Hail Mary for our marriage, you know, because that, if this doesn't were, work, nothing's like, right. At least we tried everything we could try. Right. Yeah. And, um, and you know, it didn't get worse. I'll say that <laughs> it didn't get worse. It was hard. It was very stressful. Um, you know, sailing, sailing, uh, a boat when you don't know how to sail, <laughs> having kids and homeschooling and, and working at the same time. I, I taught online for ASU, um, while we were sailing from Nova Scotia down to Grenada. Um, so it was a lot, it was stressful and did not make the marriage better for sure. And, uh, when we decided to come back to the States, um, I just, I was, I was like, I can't, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be done traveling a, I don't want to go back into regular life. And this marriage is still not what I need or want. And it did take me another, um, couple years, I think, or maybe even three, no, couple of, I think it was about two years after that, um, that I asked for a divorce. Um, and that was two years in therapy, trying to get to a point where I could, um, put my own needs, you know, at, near first. the top of the list. Yeah. yeah near <laughs> or the at top. the top of the list. Right. Because the, I mean, your kids were probably still. Well, they were. Course. And that was the whole thing. And of course, this is cliche. This is the conversation always where it's like, yeah, I'll stay for the kids or, you know, should we stay for the kids? And, but it really was like, I mean, my marriage wasn't awful. It just wasn't amazing. Yeah. And so that was like, well, am I going to blow up my life for not amazing? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that is what I have. I feel so passionately about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is either amazing or it's nothing. It is a fuck yes or it's a fuck no. Thousand percent. Like we can no longer live in this place of complacency mm-hmm. and like just going through the motions and su- same mundane schedule, Monday through Friday, sports and kids activities on the weekends and just wake Lose up. yourself. Yeah. You don't, you're not. Yeah. Who, who am I? Like, why, why am I doing this? Like, yeah, I, I always thought I wanted to be married and have six kids and just be a stay at home mom, you know? And, uh, no, <laughs> like, I'm very glad that's not the life I ended up with. I love yeah. my kids. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love my kids. Um, but I also realized that like, I'm my own person outside of them right. and I have to figure out what that means for me. And how do I balance being a mom, but also being Emily and knowing my myself and finding well, my adventure in my wild? Because I won't, I mean, I'll be their mom forever, but I won't be in mom mode forever. Yeah. And if I just live in this place of like, 
I don't really know who I am. I don't really know what brings me joy. I'm stuck in a marriage that's not a good situation, but I'm doing it for the kids, you know, the kids, the kids. But then that's just an unfulfilled life. It is. We have to, we have to have joy for ourselves too. And I think like for me, when I, my year of separation, I was separated for a year before um, I filed for divorce and um that was the year of figuring it out. And for whatever reason, I didn't feel like I could do that within the marriage. I didn't feel like I had the space. I, I remember using the word, like, I'm suffocating. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm suffocating in this. Like, I need to breathe. I need to breathe. I need space. I need time. I need yeah. to explore. I just felt so um, contained. Mm-hmm. I felt contained and I didn't want to be contained anymore. And, you know, this is... I had not explored sexually at all. I married my high school sweetheart. So, um, you know, I'd been with one person my whole life. Um, I had not traveled alone. Um, I didn't know how to spend time alone. You're never fucking alone when you're married with kids. You're never, never alone. Yeah. And, and so that first year, I remember at first, it wasn't so wise. I didn't have a whole lot of wise with my wife yeah. because... I just was like, okay, I can't be alone, A, so I, I'm i not even kidding you. I don't know if I've told you this ever, but, like, there were weekends where I had eight dates, like, two on a Friday and three Saturday and three Sunday, because I was just like, I don't want to sit around my house, yeah, and I don't know what I like doing, <laughs> and I don't want to be alone. And that was the beginning of, okay, like, what am I doing here? But also I didn't want to be in a relationship really either. (laughs) (laughs) You were just getting out of one. So that's the last thing you probably wanted. Yeah. Um, But so there wasn't a whole lot of wise, but I think that that was necessary. I think it's necessary to go through the muddy stuff in maybe not a graceful way to figure it out ramble through it that's why you're ahead of me so I don't have to do it quite so messy (laughs) (laughs) but even then I mean I have been divorced before I'm currently separated going through a divorce and the wise I had to come to in this situation was that who who cares that was going to look a certain way or people were going to judge me for being a divorced again or Mm -hmm. whatever the situation might be um because there was no way for me to live in my authenticity or my happiness, be happy, have joy, have any of those things if I stayed in that situation. And that's the thing, like with the judgment piece, that's, of course, you know, we talked about, oh, for the kids, maybe we stay or, you know, it's hard to, to wrap our heads around yeah. not staying for the kids, but also the judgment piece, right? Where it's like, what, what's my family going to think? What are friends going to think? What, what do, what are potential future partner is going to think like who is going to want anything to do with me when it's like a multiple divorce situation, you know, but at the end of the day, I had to, I had to choose myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, if, and when like there, you know, it's the right person won't care, you know, it won't be about that. It will be about, um, maybe it took you a while. Maybe you had to make some mistakes. Maybe you had to, figure some things out before you can figure out who you are, but I, you are who you are and I love you for who you are. And 
I have to love myself first for who I am. Right. And that is, was never going to happen in the situation that I was in. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's all of the things together. We have to know who we are. We have to love who we are. And then we have to cultivate the life that brings us joy and lets us live in that. It's those three steps. That's exactly what it is in that order. You know, know who you are, then learn to love that person. And so, because I know for me, once I started figuring out what I liked and what I wanted to do and, you know, doing things for myself, traveling by myself, like all these things. And then it was like, still, am I selfish? Am I, you know, (laughs) like I still wasn't like fully owning it. I was doing it, but feeling kind of bad about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I remember one time, your ex um, would say like, oh, Tiffany is out, you know, traveling. Did she miss her kid's game this week because she was, you know, on a trip or there was judgment. I mean, very clear, <laughs> direct verbal oh, judgment. I get that all the time, um, you know. I even travel for work and it's like, oh, you can't miss one single thing or you're a bad mom. And it's like, no, no, that's not true. What makes me a better mom, what makes you a better mom is being content and fulfilled in ourselves and our life. And this is my, this is what I preach about parenting and what I believe fully for myself now. I I don't think I knew this until maybe even the past year, but whatever I want my, like the life I want for my kids, I have to model it. Yep. And do I want my kids to be unfulfilled and not exploring and not doing things that they want to do when they're an adult and, and married or not married or whatever. No, I want my kids to see me doing things that make me happy. Now, of course, the wise part of it and the balance is, does that mean that like, I'm just doing whatever I want and not concerning my kids? No, no. <laughs> that is not, you know, I mean, I'm saying, we're but... really good moms. So like probably yeah. neither of us ever go about our business like that of like what it doesn't matter like I'm this isn't the episode to go into the toxicity of my marriage that you know I just left but I think that um what helped my wise take over my fear was that I wasn't worth anything to my kids in that state or right. and if it continued I might not even be here anymore for mm-hmm. my kids so Yes, in a sense, staying and keeping the family together and, you know, being in all of the kids' lives every day, that would mean a lot. Like if that was an option, but that wasn't an option, you know, I couldn't, there was no possible way I could have stayed sane, alive, healthy, mentally healthy. And literally there was times, you know, where I thought I might not exist anymore. Mm -hmm. And what, um, what benefit would that be to my kids? So yep. we'll talk about this, I think, in our next episode, Choosing Your Heart, but it's, it's all tied together, right? It's like you have to make the decision that you know is re- leading you to your authenticity, to where you can find joy and happiness. And then sometimes that means making a choice that's hard. But And I mean, this is the title of the podcast, right? Finally Knowing That You Are Worth that wild part of you, that uncontained, fully expressed, passionate part of you. And you're also worth the work to get there, Yeah, right? We can't just expect to go from a difficult situation or less than ideal situation to this place of, no. of I'm authentic, I'm wild, I'm free, I'm like living my life to the fullest. 
there's work. There's a lot of work that has to go into that, right? And so, um, you know, that's the, I kind of want to touch on that because I remember at the beginning of this phase for me, um, phase of life, I heard that, right? We have to put the work in. What's the what the fuck is the word? I don't know what the work is. What, what does that mean? Work? What does it mean? I'm going to therapy. Is that it? Like, is that the work? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? You yeah. know? Yeah. And, um, and honestly, I don't think I know the answer to that even still other than just trying new things, meeting new people, opening, journaling, opening your mind to possibilities and seeing what excites you, getting in tune with your body, um, like that was a huge thing for me is me not trusting my own gut. Mm -hmm. I didn't that like not knowing what my gut was telling me really scared me. I was like, how am I like probably the only person in the world that feels like, well, was that gut reaction? Was that valid or not valid? (laughs) I don't know. And, um, yeah. So it's like all this stuff, like over time or having these experiences and learning from them. Wow. Like, when I'm dating XYZ is like really not something I want or Mm -hmm. that seems like kind of something that's fun for now or, but you know, like, I mean, all this, and it just is time. I think it's just time and experience. Yeah. And reflection, reflection on the experiences. That's maybe that's the work. Is that the work? (laughs) Maybe that's it. (laughs) I mean, it's definitely a, a component, a big component. Right. And it is like, yeah. Like what, I've been a mom, I've been a wife, I've been this for so long, but what, who am I like, and what food do I like? And what if I like, where do I want to go on vacation? Mm-hmm. Like, do mm-hmm. I like, Mexico how do I want to decorate like, my house? Yeah, like, what's, what's, what's my style? <laughs> like, yeah, all of the things. And it's, it's basically a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you have to just go through and try things and figure it out, trial and error, right? To figure out how you get to knowing who you are and, what you want and what those things are uh, mm-hmm. that bring you joy. And it's taken us a long time to get here. And I think for me, one of the biggest things it has been coming to the realization that all of these things that I've been through in my life have to be for a purpose, right? And that can't just be me. So I feel like that's sort of what kind of spurred us deciding to do this podcast. It's like, I'm 45 and I'm figuring out finally my worth and that I am worth like the work to find my authenticity and live in my joy and my wild. But like so many people, I don't think even understand that they they are worth it, that they are, they are worth the work. And um, that's the biggest thing that I hope, you know, comes from this podcast is helping other people to, to find their worth and hopefully not wait till they're 45 to do it. Yeah. And I think also acknowledging and knowing that whatever that is for someone that they decide they, they want for themselves, that is fluid too. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for that to change over time. And you might go through this process a, a few times, right. you know, or it's just evolving um, and a continual growth um, effort, you know? Yeah. And it's never a, a destination. We're not working towards getting to I'm here. I'm wild. I'm good. Right. Like I don't need to do any more work. No, it's like a constant checks checking in is, is my life still resonating with me? Am I still feeling in a place of authenticity? Have, have I figured it out? Is there something more I want to strive for, you know, mm-hmm. and constantly kind of checking in and reevaluating and adjusting because 
the life of complacency is what we fought so hard to, to get out never of, right? Never falling back into that. Exactly. Never. Never. <laughs> not complacent. <laughs> if it's not amazing, it's a no. Mm-hmm. Um, my yeah, life yeah. is pretty great on my own. So if you don't add value to it, not interested. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If you, if you are in my life in any relationship capacity, family member, friendship, relationship, you know, any of those things, like, I know what I bring to the table Mm -hmm. and I know the type of person I am in those relationship dynamics. And for me, it's like either be that reciprocally with me or I don't have the energy for it, you know? And that is a place that I don't think I was until really not that long ago, you know, where I, I knew what I, well, you know, it's so funny because I think I, I felt pretty good about what I brought to the table in my marriage. And then I became single and it was like, you started questioning. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because I think for both of us, we do know what we bring to the table, but it was not fulfilling, but it was not fulfilling because it wasn't reciprocal. Right. I mean, I think that we shouldn't, question ourselves and what we brought to the table just because it didn't lead to true, a truly authentically happy situation. Um, because you know, marriage in particular takes two people doing right. reciprocal energy and work. Um, and so, I mean, it's easy to doubt yourself and to think that you're the problem or that, um, you know, you weren't bringing what you thought you were to the equation and not to say either, you know, we're perfect. No, I'm not saying that. Like, I'm sure there's things that in our relationships we could have done better, but it shouldn't be something that you carry that, you know, that weight of that. That's not why you weren't happy and able to live in your joy. And that is, I think the other thing too, from all of this is realizing that, um, when it's the right connection, Um, or it's the right thing that's supposed to be in your life, it's not hard. And that's like not just relationships. No, it's everything. It's for me this year, I, you know, was a career, a a pretty big career shift, which actually was the catalyst to allow me to start making some changes in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Some things that I had been, you know, wanting to do and changes I had been needing and wanting to make for a long time um, just weren't feasible, you know, and then things shifted and a new career, you know, came in and I had an opportunity where I was able to basically go after what I wanted and ask for it. And I got it. Like I got it even she better than badass. <laughs> I, I was like watching this in awe. It was so great because the job you were in before was uh, stressful at times, uncertain at times. I mean, it was a great, I learned so much. It was a great job, but it was winding. The opportunity there was winding mm-hmm. down And I had this opportunity to try to step into something that would be great for me personally. Um, But it also just gave me the confidence and the ability to make decisions in other aspects of my life. And, and I did before I left my marriage, I did try to do the same thing with him. You know, I said, this job was the first time I've ever in my life stood up and asked for what I wanted, what I thought I deserved. And I got it. And I tried to do the same thing in my relationship, you know, and that's what I told him. I said, I'm just trying to stand up and ask for you to, you know, to bring to the table what I need to treat me the way I deserve and the way I need to be treated in a marriage, in in my life. (laughs) Um, 
And so this is your opportunity to step up or I'm stepping out. So, you know, I stepped out (laughs) and, um, sometimes those scary moments, like you have to kind of just risk it, risk it because you're never going to make the progress if you stay, if you don't go through, like we talked about that last episode, going through it, like that's the only way through it. (laughs) And I think, um, you know, with divorce, it's, it's, I think that people who get divorced, I don't know about if I can say everyone, but I think it's a brave decision. Yeah. It's brave. Like, yeah, I could have stayed, I could have stayed and my life would have been okay. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, um, I couldn't have stayed. You couldn't have. No. Your situation was untenable. Well, in my and, first um, one, I could have probably stayed, but this one I couldn't have stayed and been any version of myself that I am now, you know, I would have been yeah. continuing to just be a shell of a human going mm-hmm. through the motions, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, we're super excited to dive into that next episode, um, which is choosing, choosing your, heart. your heart. Love that. Love choosing your heart. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening and we will see you next time.